What's going on everyone? Anthony Drew Gary here, host of The How-To Show, where we talk about optimizing life, money, and happiness one how-to at a time. One of the reasons that I really like doing this show is that I get to bring on guests who are doing neat and creative things and I get to share it with you and ultimately it gets me a, a way to connect with people that maybe I haven't connected with in a while or just gives me an opportunity to continue to grow and, and learn about things that maybe I wouldn't be able to otherwise and I think this episode is no different. I will have a guest on this week's show. I'm, I'm very thankful that Sydney Brown is going to join me and she's going to talk about how to start a side hustle. This is something that she did over the course of 2020 and uh, I think she's been doing a great job. I've been following uh, her progress on it and I just want to get a little bit more of her story. You know, selfishly, I'm interested in what she's done and how she's done it because I think she's she's been a, a pretty big success in what she's been trying to do and so hopefully this video will be, will be able to add value to other people watching it by, by being able to show the steps in what it looks like to have an idea for a business or for a a side hustle or just some way to, to generate extra income and to, to work a plan to get it into action and to, to see some results from it. So I, I want to share Sydney's story with you and, and selfishly I, I want to hear it for myself. So without further ado, let's go ahead and bring Sydney on the show. Sydney Brown, welcome to the How To Show. I hope you're doing well today. Thanks, Anthony. I appreciate it. I sure am. Well, fantastic. Doing well. So we're going to talk this uh, episode through about how to start a side hustle. And you came to mind when I wanted to talk about doing this because it's my understanding that you have done this recently. And so I wanted to get some some boots on the ground, uh, real information about how this is going for you and, and some of the steps that you took to get that, that going. And so sure. from the very beginning, what kind of side hustle did you get off the ground? What are you doing? Sure, sure. So, um, you know, given the state of COVID, um, I was actually placed on a furlough from my uh, Monday through Friday, and I kind of was inspired to do something a little bit different, something I had dabbled in before. And so I actually started up a, a mobile detailing business. Um, so it's called Dependable Detail. And, um, you know, through a couple uh, quick purchases and um, kind of some quick startup costs, was able to get moving. Okay, so tell me a little bit more about what that means. When you talk about detail, I'm, I'd imagine automobiles work with me uh, through the, the high level. What do, you, what do you do? What is your service? And what's that really mean for somebody like me? Absolutely. So typically, um, folks that are looking to have their cars uh, detailed, it can be a variety of services. So it could be vacuuming, it could be dusting, it could be carpet shampooing, um, tire dressing, rims. Um, it's a whole option or suite, if you will, um, of services available to kind of just freshen up your ride, right? So um, a lot of us are busy, busy, busy people, um, and our cars kind of take a beating. So I'm kind of there to get them clean and kind of remind you why you uh, want to be in that all day long. <laughs> so. Fantastic. So it sounds like you had a little bit of experience on, on the, the front end of this, maybe through your own vehicle or through doing this for others. And so how did how did you decide that this is something that you wanted to to take on and do for other people? Sure, that's a great question. So um, I actually have a good friend in college that uh, I would kind of just join up on the weekends and kind of help him do it and um, never really took it too seriously personally, just kind of would help. And um, when it all came to mind and I thought, you know, I could sit here and be bored all 
week long, or I could get out there and do something for myself and kind of be creative and be fun with it. So um, that's kind of how it came about. And for me, you know, I've, I've got a little bit of an experience to be dangerous. And uh, of course, through some YouTube, um, you know, teaching me some things that I had not known or done before, I was able to kind of dabble in, in some more things, um, right? So specifically different cleaners, um, different techniques, um, kind of honing in my craft a little bit. And it's, it's been been pretty pretty lucrative. Okay, well, fantastic. So you're already starting to get into the next question that I'm thinking about is how do you gain these skills? And basically, you brought in what you already knew. And you, you rounded yourself out, it sounds like with things that you needed to learn in order to fully uh, provide yourself an opportunity to offer this suite. Am I getting the, the right the right vibe there? Absolutely. So I think, you know, to go in just a little bit more detail, it was important for me to be efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of times people, especially when you're a car lover, you can kind of just get immersed in how beautiful the car is and getting everything perfect. And you go from making this dollar amount an hour to making this dollar amount an hour. So, um, you know, the main thing that I utilized YouTube for was to kind of get the how to be the most efficient with your business, um, utilizing other people that have started mobile detailing businesses and kind of taking their best practices. Very cool. And so if, if we talk, that's, that's a lot about the, the, the what. Let's, let's shift gears a little bit into the how. And so how do, you, how do you get customers? How do you find people who are interested in this service? And how do you ultimately you know, keep yourself busy from that point of view? Sure. So naturally, um, I've got a business degree from Ball State. So I felt like I needed to rack my brain and come up with all these creative ideas to market. And I mean, I was all over the place trying to figure out how I was going to promote the business. Um, But if I'm being honest, my best success has been from Facebook um, and utilizing my word of mouth. So what I did was I made sure to blast um, a pretty big post. I started an actual Facebook page for the business, um, which obviously was pretty cost effective. And from there, uh, shared it from my personal Facebook and the messages kind of start rolling in um, where it got really, really, really positive feedback and uh, started to matriculate into other new business was the folks that I was doing the vehicles when I would post the pictures, they would actually share it too. So I'm actually hitting a completely different audience that I normally wouldn't be hitting. So, and then on top of that, being able to actually track the analytics through Facebook is really cool. Okay. You're talking about through the business page, those types of things. Yes. Um, so I was able to see how many folks I was reaching, how many clicks I was getting and, um, seeing what, what people like to see, right. The pictures that I was posting, there were some popular ones. So. Yeah. And I I can attest to that when you share those pictures, it's a, it's a very visually driven detailing service that it seems like you're running. I, I can see the appeal of when people are sharing those that, that, uh, that, that new people become interested in it because, wow, Sydney made that car look really, really nice. I think that maybe she could do that sort of thing right. for me. And so that's a, a good way to frame that. Uh, and it sounds like you're able to, to grow your sphere of influence on that beyond the people that you directly know by having other people share it too. So I think that's really cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you talked a little bit for a minute about, you know, how, uh, efficient you could be with uh, with your time and making sure that you're you're getting the best practices in there as it related to to cost per hour uh without going too much into the details of exactly what your numbers are how did you decide on that pricing model did you did you come up with best practices for that too sure um so 
I used a couple of things, obviously utilizing the internet hugely. So looking at other people's businesses, um, I didn't talk about another resource I used, which was TikTok. Um, there are a ton of detailing TikTokers out there. So, um, and they're really passionate about the business and they're passionate about showing other folks that are interested in being entrepreneurial and uh, giving them some tips and tricks and hints. So um, they actually would go down some of the, the models of, okay, if you're looking at, you know, let's just throw some examples out. If you're looking at $45 an hour, for instance, for a detail, that's a, that's a pretty great price point to be at um, depending on services. And then naturally, you know, how you can stick around that mark versus when that drops to maybe $25 an hour. Um, again, just loose examples, but, um, that's kind of how I looked at it was, okay, if I'm quoting your vehicle, for instance, um, and I see pictures or I see the vehicle in person, you know, what time do I know I'm going to need to spend on these four activities specifically that are going to take me the longest and then obviously give or take a little bit more time for some of the extra pieces. So, Gotcha. So this is a way for you to formulate a, a price point based on the circumstances of a given vehicle, it sounds? Correct. And I, furthermore, there's actually very technical uh, calculations that you can utilize. I haven't gone that route. It's, it costs and I've seen to be pretty happy with, with how I've done it. And my customers have been happy too. So haven't gone that route, but there actually are websites that you can put in the make, the model, what kind of services they're interested in, and it'll actually calculate what that cost for detail is going to be. Sure. I can, I can definitely see the, the point where it makes sense to, to try to avoid getting those extra overheads on top of what you're doing right now. It seems to me like you've done a pretty good job of keeping your, your costs, at least your fixed costs, at a reasonable level such that you were able to, to start this business and to keep it growing uh, really by word of mouth and, and to, to keep the uh, the ancillary expenses that might come with starting businesses that are that are different from what you decided to start that, that really start to, to rack up uh, expenses without any gains. Absolutely. It's important. So, so from, from that point of view, are there anything, anything specific that you're doing to make sure you're keeping your costs in line, uh, you know, be it uh, just making sure that you're being resourceful or, you know, getting bulk pricing on anything? What, what sort of methods might you have to, to make sure that you're keeping yourself, uh, keeping yourself profitable, really? Sure, absolutely. So one of the biggest pieces that I noticed uh, truly in week one of operating was utilizing a cleaner or degreaser, for example, not to get too deep into the weeds, but um, you know, most of the cleaning that's involved in, a, in an interior detail calls for just a pretty generic degreaser or, or cleaner. Um, and there's a whole slew of them on the market, right? So um, I did a lot of research and a lot of these are being diluted. So you've got a dilution, so you'll just buy a big jug and that jug could last you a summer. Um, whereas some folks are spending five, six dollars on a bottle, hmm. and that bottle could last you two, three weeks. So yeah. um, I found my biggest gain there because you utilize that particular product so much in the detail. Um, it's inevitable for little pieces on the exterior and a lot of the interior just to keep everything clean, get everything clean, get some of the, you know, Starbucks stains that are tripping down the side of the door. Um, you know, so that has been a huge saver for me. And then obviously buying in bulk, the microfiber towels. Um, you know, a lot of times you look at Walmart and you'll buy 30 towels for 10 bucks and you think, Oh, that's a good deal. It's not. Um, <laughs> and, um, utilizing, um, I'm a Sam's club member. Um, 
not a plug, but I'm a Sam's Club member. So, um, you know, I utilize their, their microfiber towels and I absolutely love them and I reuse them and wash them. And if I've got a vehicle that specifically is either a classic or a vehicle that's got a very, very sensitive paint job, I actually will invest in newer towels, but that's what you do for customers that are very, very particular about keeping their paint yeah. intact. Completely makes sense. And uh, as I mentioned before, this is really a visually driven business model. And so let's do a cutaway real quick and let's show some of the different things that you've done over the last uh, handful of months. Those are awesome details and I, I really appreciate you sharing with me some of the video or not video but uh, but pictures so that we can share with the audience the different types of things that you're able to do. So talk to me through this a little bit uh, now that you've, you've developed a little bit of a, of a following what's what's next for this? I, it sounds to me like this is at a, a side hustle level. Do you have any aspirations to take it beyond that or or what's that look like? Absolutely so that's obviously been a huge uh, question in my mind as well as questions that have been uh, voiced to me <laughs> all year long while I've been doing this. Um, you know, naturally, um, you know, I'm, I'm a salesperson at heart. So this kind of falls in line um, with, with my career outside of my side hustle. Um, you know, I definitely would consider taking this full time. Um, I think right now, given COVID and so much of the unknown. I don't know if it's quite the right time to commit, but, um, you know, as far as a side hustle, I'm very, very happy <laughs> with where we are. And, you know, as far as growth is concerned, you know, it's really on me to continue to promote. It's on me to continue to, you know, utilize opportunities like speaking with you, um, you know, and, and kind of just continuing that effort. Um, you know, as far as going full fledged, we, we might see that in a couple years. Um, but for now I'm, I'm pretty happy having this as my, uh, my side hustle. Very cool. So talk to me in the, in the beginning or maybe in the, the early goings, what's, uh, what's something that had, had happened? What's, what's something that was harder than you thought it was going to be? Sure. Um, this may seem obvious, but being legitimately mobile, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in Brownsburg and, um, as much as I am so blessed by my setup here, it's not ideal to do every single vehicle in Brownsburg. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so if you, I've been really uh, fortunate to go out to McCordsville, down to Bargersville. I mean, I've, I've gone as far as 50 plus miles outside of my home to do details. Um, so the hardest thing is when I have a customer that actually requests me not to do the vehicle at their home or on site and actually have me drive down there, then pick the vehicle up, drive it back, do the detail on site here, and then drive it back, then drive home. Um, that's a long day. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, I, can, I, can, I can appreciate that for sure. So, so let's not take this opportunity lost to take a step back in the, the interesting part about mobile detailing. It sounds to me like you bring everything to the table to the customer, probably with the exception of water. Do I have that correct? Correct. So um, the one major investment that I have not made is obviously a pretty, 
pretty sound one of having your own water, um, your own electricity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always try to be full closure and, and, um, and upfront with the customer, you know, wanting to make sure that they're comfortable with that, let them know that that's something I'm going to be needing. Um, but, you know, a lot of folks are really, really happy with the fact that, you know, hey, I'm working from home. All I have to do is shoot you a wave. Hey, Sid, keys are right here. Have at it. Um, you know, I like to take my time. Typically, a detail will take about four hours. So um, it, it affords them the opportunity to not be inconvenienced. And yep. um, I found that even with utilizing the electricity and water, they still find it that it's a, it's a worthwhile service. Absolutely. So to shift gears a little bit, is there something that you've learned over the last handful of months, something that you want to get better at? Sure. Um, I still think that for me, finding the most effective, true marketing campaign, I feel like I've done something and it's kind of worked for the last six, seven months or so. Um, But kind of getting outside of the box um, you know, that's my marketing degree. I mean, come on. So I think I owe it to myself to be creative here and kind of think of some unique ways, especially when we're coming into winter season. Mm-hmm. Um, I have already, I can tell you personally, I have frozen my tail off the last week, uh, working in 46 degree weather. <laughs> so, um, you know, even being garaged, it's still kind of cold. So, you know, trying to think of some creative ways to promote interior details, um, it's my next step because I definitely want to keep this going while we're kind of in that winter mode because people are spending time in their cars still. It doesn't go away just because uh, the sun does. So, yeah, I think that makes total sense and sounds like a worthwhile pursuit. So I, I want to ask one one final question in the regards to starting a side hustle and what's something maybe a piece of advice or a a piece of inspiration. What would you say to somebody who's watching that has an idea for a side hustle uh, and hasn't gotten it off the ground yet uh, for whatever reason, maybe they're not ready, not, not, uh, not capable, uh, not uh, willing to take the risk. Maybe they're afraid. What's, what's something that you could tell them to, to maybe get them over, over their fear, over their anxiety, something like that. Do you have any inspiration in mind? Absolutely. And obviously it comes from personal experience. Um, you know, the biggest thing that's going to keep you from doing this is you doubting the fact that you're going to be successful. And, you know, not to say that you're not going to stumble over some items that you, you know, are just inevitable, but, you know, you really do have to push yourself and say, if this is something that you, you believe in, other people will see that and they'll respect that and they'll want to be a part of that. So, you know, I think the biggest part of my success and what I would encourage other people to consider is, you know, people can see the passion behind what you're doing and why you're doing it. So if you continue to, you know, let that be your goal versus, well, what if this doesn't work out or whatever the other, you know, uh, negative options that you're looking at potentially, you know, kind of hitting you in the air, you know, look at, look at that passion, let that passion drive your business and let that passion drive the decision to go ahead and start. Um, I don't regret this at all. I've, I've, I've really enjoyed this more than I ever could have imagined. And I, I definitely intend on continuing it. So. That is an awesome way to, to put it. Uh, I've heard once before that people have the ability to measure risk, but don't have the ability to measure reward. And I, I think you frame that well in such a way that you, uh, you have to take that risk. And it sounds like, you know, you've done it in such a way that, uh, that, that you've, you've minimized your risks by, by using your own hours, by using your own uh, methods to, to keep risk low. And I think you've done a good job of building up on the, the 
bonuses and the, the positive points of, of getting a side hustle off the ground. And I just want to commend you for it. I appreciate you, you telling me your story. And uh, before we uh, wrap this episode up, would you be willing to join me in a handful of rapid style questions known as the how-to cues? Absolutely. I'd be remiss if I didn't say yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number one, what is the best book that you have read in the last 12 months? Oh, The Notebook. All right. That is awesome. Absolutely. Question number two, is there a favorite podcast you have or a podcast that you're subscribed to? Oh, I'm so excited to answer this question. I am obsessed with the podcast True Crime Obsessed. It's my favorite. There we go. That's a fun one. All right. In your, in your personal or in your professional life, question number three, what has been the best recent purchase of less than $100? Oh, my new phone case. I absolutely love it. It's got a little yeah. ring on the back and it, yeah, it keeps me, keeps me sane. Yeah, that's functional. I like it. All right. Question yeah. number four, uh, assuming that this is a weekday, what time did you wake up this morning? 7.30 every day. All right. Very good. Uh, question number five, just for fun. What color is your toothbrush? Uh, it's blue. Everything's always blue. All right. The purpose for that question is just to see if people pay enough attention to know the answer to that one. It's a, that's a lot of fun. Storky, but I know. I love it. And question number six, and the last question I've got for you is, where can people find out more about you and Dependable Detail? Absolutely. So like I mentioned before, Facebook, uh, just put in search bar Dependable Detail. Um, that should pop right up for us based out of Indy. Um, and that's where you'll find us and my numbers on there. And if anybody's interested, just give me a shout. Very cool, Sydney. Again, I appreciate you being on the how to show. Thank you for joining me. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Special thanks to Sydney for joining me on this week's episode of the show. I know I really enjoyed it and I took away some things that I think will be useful to me and my side hustles. And I hope you'll be able to do the same. And if you've got an idea for a, a side project, now is the, the good time of year to start that because, you know, life is kind of winding down. I know between Thanksgiving and Christmas, things generally slow down for a, a lot of folks. And if you've got an idea to get something off the ground, now might be the time to, to get at it. So if you've got any questions or any, any feedback for Sydney or for me, leave a comment on this video and I'll make sure that those get answered. And if you think that this is a video that others would benefit from watching, hit the like button so that the YouTube algorithm knows that and it'll share this video with other people. And go ahead and share it yourselves. If there's somebody that you know in your life that might be looking to start a business or a side hustle, show them this video and show them that everyday people are doing this so they can do it too. So if you wanna hear more about uh, how-to topics, Go ahead and subscribe to the channel. New videos still come out every Wednesday, and so it'd mean the world for me if you'd check those out as they come out. Until next time, this is Anthony Drew Gary, host of The How-To Show, signing off.